Hello, this is William Fink, and this is the Christagenia Open Forum. It is Monday, May 2nd, 2011. Yesterday was New Year's, and the year is a third over with already. I don't have a whole lot tonight. I, I have a few things I'd like to discuss. A couple of weeks ago, I, I did an exposition here on the two natures of a Danic man. The spirit, which, which is our real life, is that treasure inside of each and every Adamic man, that life can't be destroyed. Of course, the divine providence of Yahweh our God can do anything, and we can look at it that way. But since it's his spirit that we carry, destroying that spirit, he would be destroying a piece of himself. That, that's something that we should un, un understand and consider and contemplate, because he wants each one of us to be in line with his wishes and, and his desires and to think the way he does. If we don't achieve that goal, then a little piece of him fails. And, and that's the way it is. That, that's, that, that comes from years of studying the Bible. That doesn't come from a verse anywhere. People don't see that. Last week I did a, a, um, an exposition that all Israel would be saved. And some people try to redefine that to make it mean all the 12 tribes or this or that. And, and it's all immaterial. Isaiah 45:25 clearly says all of the seed, all of the offspring of Israel shall be saved. And, and I had several naysayers at the first exposition that I did. And, and they weren't confronting me directly. And everybody has the opportunity to do that here. And, and that's why I do this. What they were doing was passing emails back and forth and, and um, sniveling in the background, sort of. And, and um, well, well, that's what little children do, but, but, but that's all right, too. I'm not going away. That's why I played that song tonight, I Will Not Bow. I'll bow to Joshua Christ, and, and that's it. And his word, if they can't show me in the word of God where I'm wrong, what does that make them? I sent the link to last week's podcast to that group of snivelers, and they're not everybody that received that email was a sniveler, so don't think I'm I'm getting carried away, but certain of the people in the email exchange certainly were. If you received that email, don't be offended if you weren't actually one of the snivelers. Well, well they... um. For the most part, didn't reply to me. That they didn't. They they just ignored me. Um, what they don't understand is that when I send out an email, I know who clicks the links, and and that's okay. I, I won't I won't get too much into that. But I have a professional email software system that does all kinds of neat stuff for me. That's besides the point. The um basically one person from the list got back to me, and he. What was still adversarial, he hadn't read the podcast or he hadn't listened to the podcast. And he said, tell me one thing. Will there be an adulterer in the kingdom of heaven? That's what he asked me, as if to stop me. As if that question was going to stop me dead. And I would say he's a man of, of great zeal and no understanding. Let me read on. James from chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 4. You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. There's not one 
of us. There's not one of us who has not, in some point in our lives, been a friend of the world. Us, and if not us, our parents, and their parents, and their parents, on down the line. Our entire race is liable to death under the law. If you want to point your finger at one adulterer and tell that man that he will never enter the kingdom of heaven, and he's an Israelite, but well then you're, you are going to be judged by the same logic with which you judge. And under the Hebrew law, you're an adulterer also, because you loved the world at some point in your life, or then you loved God. If you're not an adulterer, tell me that none of your fathers were ever adulterers. James also tells us, that he who is guilty of one, he who fails in one aspect of the law of God, is guilty of the entire law. Yes, we're to put away the sinners from amongst us in this world. But we can't teach our brethren that they're going to eternal damnation because they screwed up. Because they're certainly not. The promise of Yahweh is that all Israel would be saved. All the seed of Israel would be saved. There's no exception. I don't know how, how people want to rationalize that away. Paul says in, um, Paul says in Romans 3.19, Now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the word world, all the world may become guilty before Yahweh. There's not one of us who is perfect. There is not one of us. Somebody said here to me, and here at the um, Christiania chat server during the week, and, and it wasn't on a program, right? But somebody said to me, oh, so-and-so's father, he was a really wicked bastard and this and that, so what do you expect? And, and my, re my response to him was that <laughs> if you read the books of Kings and Chronicles, Yahshua Christ came from a long line of really wicked bastards. Some of the most wicked men in history are the fathers of our God. So I would be careful how you judge, because that's the manner you're going to be judged after. We know the whole world's lying under the power of the devil, that it's, it, it's practically impossible for us, and, and, and we should make this realization as men to obey the whole law of our Father and His will at all times. It, it's just not possible. That's why Paul said, for those who, who feel that they're going to be judged by the law, they're all guilty. That's what he's saying in, in Romans 3.19. That's, they're all guilty. We better hope that we're not judged by the law. We're all guilty. That is where the grace and mercy of our God comes in. We're here in this life so that we could learn what happens when we are disobedient from the will of God. We're here to experience that. That's what it says in Genesis chapter 3, that the man know good and evil. He has now become like one of us that he knows or experiences good and evil. And we have each and every one of us in our lives experienced good and evil. We have done good things. We have done wicked things. And, and you might say to me, well, I've never done anything wicked. And I would say to you, well, maybe you haven't. What about every one of your grandfathers? 
And, and maybe if they're guilty under the law, maybe um, you shouldn't be here because under the Hebrew law, the children certainly do suffer from, from the sins of the Father. So you better hope for the mercy of God. The mercy of God is promised to all of the children of our race. Salvation is race-based, period. As I explained last week, we're to put the evil, even of our brethren, the unrepentant, wicked brethren that we have, and there's many of them, that just don't get it. Well, well, they don't get it for a reason. Yahweh hasn't opened their eyes yet. He's allowed them off into their sin for a reason. We don't know what the reason is. We, we know that the man that was blind from birth, when the Pharisees asked Christ, is Pharisees asked Christ if it was due to the sin of his parents or due to his own sin that he was blind from birth. Well, of course he hadn't sinned before he was blind. And Christ said that it was because of the glory of God, that the glory of God being manifest in that man. And the same is true of all of our blind brethren. We don't want them to be blind. We thinking like fleshly creatures. We want them all to wake up to their identity. We want them all to realize the importance of obedience to our God. That will come in time. That's the promise of the scripture. It disturbs us that they're not like that because our eyes are open. Well, our eyes are open because Yahweh has blessed us with that understanding. And there's a reason for that also. That doesn't mean that we despise our brethren who are not blessed with that understanding. Yes, we may think they're idiots. Yes, we may think they're stubborn because they don't listen to us. How many times have we not listened in, in the past? We have to have that understanding. Yahweh opens the eyes of the blind. We can't. We might be the vehicle from time to time, if we're lucky. In, in 1 Peter chapter 3... Peter talks about the, the people that were destroyed by the flood, that they were put away in the prison. And, and he's speaking allegorically. He's talking about that the ancient Hebrew idea of, and Greek idea, well, every branch of our race has had the idea of Hades or Sheol or, or what we would call hell, but what our Germanic ancestors called Niflheim. But while this was a... a, a um, Picture an underworld, it, it was perceived as the underworld by the Akkadians, by the Greeks. It, it was the place of um, souls of the dead. Souls of dead, Adamic people. I see that as an allegory, right? I, I see it as an allegory because what it represents is the alienation of our race from our God. And Christ smashed the gates of hell, meaning that with his sacrifice, our race was no longer alienated from our God, and the prisoners were set free, as it says in Isaiah, and, and as Christ quoted. Well, Peter, um, Peter wrote about how Christ preached to the spirits of the dead, even those who were the disobedient people at the time of Noah. And, and who could be more wicked than that? What race of men, or what generation of our race, could be more wicked than the people who scoffed at Noah. And Christ, according to the scripture, preached the gospel to them. So you might want to think of the, um, you know, men thinking after the flesh, like to point out, oh, oh, Theodore Bundy, I don't know if he's a Jew or not, right? There's a lot of Anglo-Saxon mass murderers while walking the streets. There's a lot of rapists 
in, in our history. That there's a lot of evil generals, men like Sherman, burnt Atlanta. How many young southern children were raped and killed and, and how, how many homes of innocent people burnt down? That's one wicked bastard, right, General Sherman? Oh, he, he can't possibly, <laughs> he can't possibly go to heaven, right? <laughs> That's what we want to think. Well, well, like I said next, last week, if you could throw one Israelite into the lake of fire, oh, then all the promises of God are worth nothing. And those same people that want to throw Israelites into the lake of fire want to let niggers into heaven. Remember that. The next time you're listening to certain identity pastors that, 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 that say those things and, and they're contrary to the, to the promises of, of our God. Okay, current events, and, and I'll talk about this if anybody wants to talk about it later. It's, it's, I'm open to that. I'm open to talk about anything tonight. I was hoping you guys would bring some topics tonight, but because I'm, I, I, I actually worked pretty hard all weekend and, um, didn't even get the time to think about what I was going to talk about tonight, but I thought I'd mention that because I, I, I did have that one email exchange with one man who never emailed me back after I just asked him to listen to my podcast from last week. That's all I asked him to do. It's 54 minutes to listen to my podcast from last week, and I never heard back from him. So if that's if that, that's his choice, I mean, there's a reason why he's like that. Of course, it's not revealed to me, and it doesn't have to be. I don't have the kind of ego where I think that I have to convince everybody of anything of everything I believe. But but I have the the kind of um, personality where I feel like I'm given an obligation to present why I believe a certain way, and, and that presentation always comes from the Scripture. Or at least I damn well try to, and pray that I do present it from the Scripture, and, and not from my own fleshly thoughts and opinions, unless I don't have a Scripture and, and I offer a fleshly thought and opinion, and qualify it. And, and that's the way it should be, and that's the example we're given by the Apostle Paul. On another note, I've been getting a lot of emails about Osama bin Laden. And all I can say is, who gives a damn? And a lot of people, I'm getting a lot of these emails from people that are supposedly Christian identity, or people that are supposedly in the, in, in the truth movement, they call it, the, the 9-11 truth movement, the, um, and, and things like that. And they're sending me these emails, and they're gleeful about the, so, the, the supposed capture and execution of Osama bin Laden. But, like, I should care. And, and it's not that. That's not what it is. If you're supposed to be in, in a, if you're supposed to be a Christian identity pastor, then you should know the government's lying. You should know that Osama bin Laden didn't perpetrate 9/11. The Jews did. So if the government executed this, I, I don't care about the Arab, believe me, but if the government executed Osama bin Laden over 9-11, and, and Osama bin Laden wasn't responsible for 9-11, then these men are gleeful over a crime. And all these truthers and all these Christian identity so-called pastors that are gleeful about this, that, that send out these, these glowing emails that I received the last two days, I, I, I just find it incredible that they even bought into this bullshit. That's just crazy. And another thing that is the Obama birth certificate, yeah, it's a fraud. We knew it was a fraud. We've known it was a fraud all along. The beast is in control here. What the hell can we do about it if it is a fraud? 
Obama could probably come out tomorrow and say, my birth certificate's a fraud, I was born in Kenya, but I'm in control, and the Jews are running the country, and I'm in control as long as the Jews want me in, the con in control, so what the hell are you going to do about it? And, and if you came out and said that, that would be truth in advertising, but it would be true. <laughs> so what could we do about it? <laughs> they'll, all be t they'll all be torn down, but when... Um, but when Yahweh comes to, to take out his vengeance against the, the children of Esau and, and the children of the serpent and the children of wickedness. But when that happens, a lot of Israelites may be caught up with them and die in the body. But like the scripture says, that'll be so that their spirits live in the day of Christ. Okay, that's all I have to say. I hope you guys have something to say because um, this is supposed to be an open forum program, right? It's not that that means that we have to have more than one speaker or we can't have an open forum. That's the way it is. Hello, Robert. Hello. Yeah, these things are distractions again. They're yes, probably, they're absolutely distractions. They're, they're probably trying to deviate us from stuff that is substantially more important, perhaps uh, Fukushima radiation. Who knows what's going on with that? We haven't heard a word. But, well, it's all a distraction against what's really the part, is the real crimes is that our country's being looted and pillaged, our people are being screwed, that there's nothing in the news about the illegal aliens, that they're trying to pass the DREAM Act. I, I don't see anybody sending out emails about that. I, I mean, a lot of, that there's a war against our race, and, and we care about Osama bin Laden and birth certificates. Yeah, I know, and, and the Mississippi River thing, too. I mean, that, they're covering, they're hardly talking about that. They're ready to blow a levying. More or less cover 130,000 acres of fertile white uh, dominated farmland. I'm probably going to prepare to write about that in my May editorial for the Saxon Messenger. And, and that's one other thing I have to say. The Saxon Messenger is ready. I just got to proofread it. I haven't been able to get to it all weekend. And, and the April one is going to go out in May. But I'll try to get the May one out in May, too. I'm sorry I'm late, but that's the way it is. That the, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that for an editorial for the May. Saxon Messenger, because, and, and this is why, because an act of God, I, I mean, a bad hurricane is an act of God, I mean, unless we want to blame it on harp, right? An, an act of God happened in New Orleans, and it blew the levees, and it made a couple of hundred thousand homeless people, and, and the niggers cried and screamed, and a horrible crime was committed by the government for not giving them all brand new houses and Cadillacs, right? Immediately. And, and here in Mississippi, we have the government wanting to blow a levee, a planned, a, a real plan, and it's white people and nobody cares. Yeah, I know. It's, it's incredible. I, I'm, I'm still not convinced the New Orleans thing wasn't blown, too. There's an awful lot of reports of explosives. But, well, right, but even if we want to see it as, as a natural act, and, and 100,000 homeless niggers are, are all getting $3,000 debit cards and, and, um, and, and five-star hotels in Dallas or, or Houston or wherever. All right, maybe the three-star hotels, some of them. Well, in my opinion, that was just a way to get them all out and into all other areas and basically trash a whole bunch of other states. But, well, right, but it seems to me like they want to blow this levy on these white farmers and they don't care what the farmers do. Oh, no, they, they, they absolutely do not care. In fact, I, I think what it will do is it will just allow Jews to go in there and take over another bunch of more farmland because those are probably all old family-owned farms in that, in that region. Well, well, probably, and that's what the Jew hates more than anything, is independent people. The Jew hates more than anything a white man who doesn't need the Jew system, who can sustain himself. What Mike and I were talking about not, not too long ago when he was over here, and we went to visit the Amish, and 
they're practically driving them off their farms just from the taxation because they're, they're saying it's so outrageous now they've got to go into areas they never thought that they would have to do, and that's uh, kind of tourism and, and selling selling stuff just in order to uh, pay the taxes on their farms, which well, are fully owned. They're fully owned farms. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, the taxes are incredible. Uh, I mean, I have half an acre here with a $75,000 house on it, and the taxes are $500 a month. Yeah, I'm paying more. I guess I, I look at this right now. I'm paying more in, more on taxes than I do in rent in California. Incredible. It, it, it's absolutely nuts. Mississippi is a very low tax state, and they hate the Jew hates the independent small family farmer because he eats he he, he eats food that he mostly grows, and, and that means that he he has maybe what whatever his income is it is not counted. Because the Jew hasn't yet figured out a way to tax what grows out of the ground. And if you're growing a big garden and living off of it, well, well you're not out there slaving in Walmart to pay taxes to buy um, factory-produced or you know, biologically manipulated food. And, and that means that you're independent of the system and that you're not being taxed on your full production because you're growing your own food, and the Jew hates that. That that's total. That that is totally anathema to their entire system. They can't enslave you, and they can't poison you. And they can't poison you. Not not so readily anyway. But yeah, the that's why the independent farmers that that's they're that they've always been first on a Jew hit parade. I have to laugh at this Bin Laden thing. You know, there was even a threat I heard uh, on uh, I don't can't remember what radio station it was they were working. Well, they basically came from the White House saying that those we're going to investigate those people, sections of the population that do not believe the official story. <laughs> it sounds like something coming out of uh, of uh, 1984 or, or uh, Soviet Russia, you know? Well, absolutely. A absolutely. That's incredible. Investigate the people that don't believe the official story. That That's thought control, if you ask me. <laughs> that, that must mean that they're monitoring the comments on Yahoo or Google or something or other because uh, – I mean, well, well, I'm sure they monitor all that. Yahoo, Google, Facebook, all of those big establishment outlets. Yeah, I'm sure they're all monitored. As liberal as Yahoo is, the comment sections are getting more. And if you catch them early enough before they do their cleaning, scrub the comment section, they're getting more and more pessimistic about anything that comes out from the government. But the Bin Laden thing is so absolutely ludicrous that I can't believe anybody believes it. To me, it it, it seems like maybe the government was hoping to to get some of that. Um, I, I I have the idea in my head. It's hard to express the way I want to express it. To get some of that, um, that, you know, that rosy feeling, that warm patriotic false patriotism, right? The false media patriotism feeling that people had after 9-11. Let's go, let's get the Arabs, the whole Toby Keith song thing and, and all that garbage. And, and um, it, it seems like they're trying to get people in, in that state of mind again to justify maybe an action against in the war on terrorism against Libya. Yeah, you know, that that's what that that was the first thought that entered my mind. Well they're looking on this, that's exactly on, what on it is, dates, but I was kinda of wondering, maybe John knows this. When when was Adolf Hitler killed? Was thirty it, April. Oh, thirty April? Well, he wasn't killed, he took his own life. 
supposedly, right? Because I, I was wondering if it just happened to line up with uh, yeah, they were a day or two late with Bin Laden. Yeah, it seems to me like they're trying to to, to stir that up again. And people, they need some propaganda that makes it get, you know keeps that war on terror alive, so that they could go against Libya. Because I think that's well, what no. they want to do. Well, that's exactly what it is. Because down in uh, Ground Zero today, I was in Manhattan, and they uh, and they were having all these uh, rabble rousers all saying, "Yeah, great America!" And it's all cheering them on. They've been lot instead. It's like they're rousing up people, and the, and the, all these idiots out there who go along with it—they don't know the Jews did it. They, I mean, uh, they have no clue. They don't care. Are you sure that these people are the, the majority of them, or there's a group in there that's just not paid to do that? Because I, I still find it hard to believe that anybody would be cheering the Bin Laden thing. So uh, well, there's probably a bunch of Jews that there, Bob. You, you know they're cheering them on. Uh, it is it is downtown Manhattan. <laughs> it is downtown Manhattan. Yeah, so we know the, who's running the show down there. I, I guess, you know, I, I did find out, though, that this, this May 21st thing seems to be a big camping thing. Howard Camping. Oh, Bob. He's a straight fraud, too. Uh, hold on. Yeah, there were the uh, – well, I had – I was going to mention this, and you did it right, and you beat me to it. There was these three guys uh, coming up – I was walking in Midtown, and the, there was this one guy with this uh, May 21st Judgment Day banner hanging up above a sign on both his shoulders. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should talk to this guy. And then I said – when I saw what was coming behind him, two other guys, uh, one was a Chinaman, one was black, and so I was like, forget it. Yeah, I was surprised to find it. I didn't realize that that was the original source. I guess he's spending a lot of money going nationwide with this May 21st thing, 2011. He originally prophesied, like, I remember, 1995 or something, the world was going to end. But then he said if it wasn't 1995, it was going to be 2011. I just had completely forgotten about that. Well, well, Bob, who is this? Who is this fellow again? He's a, some sort of Judeo-Christian fraud, Howard Camping. Oh, him! He actually said that. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, expect he's, that. He's the one that's, from what I can understand right now, is the one that spent a lot of money to put these billboards up. So I guess he's getting people all riled up from his. Uh, you know, he's got a, some sort of nationwide ministry. Well, Bob, you know this guy Camping. If if you know. Whatever the guy, I mean, he did spend a lot of money on those banners because just to get these guys, the contraption putting up on these guys' shoulders must have cost something as well as the printing of these quite, you know, they they were attractive signs. Well, either this day is going to pass without any event or the, or or it is, or he's a pre-warning from the Jews that they're going to do something on that day. Have you seen this guy? He has ears the size of Frisbee's. Does he? Oh, look hey, at this guy! Look, look! At, I just put a link in in the chat. He, he has—he's a Jew. He's got to be a Jew. He, he has ears the size of Dumbo to fly an elephant. He—he he has an odd shaped skull. He has Asiatic looking at, looking eyes. Oh yeah, he, he's—I bet he's a Jew. He, he's a fraud. I, I somebody in prison gave me one of his books, and, and the guy was a nice guy, but he was Cuban. Right, and he knew how I felt about the whole race thing, and he gives me a Harold Camping book, and he says, "Think, what do you think about this?" And and I opened it up to a page, and I read the page, and I said, "He's a clown, but you're dead, so I don't care what you believe." Well, he could classify as. <laughs> and, and I handed the book back to him. <laughs> yeah, he is a he's a strange looking individual, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's definitely a Jew. I mean, it, I mean, it's it just the looks alone. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it could be a could be a pre-warning that the Jews are going to do something on May 21st. I, I seriously doubt it, but we'll see. Hey, maybe well, it'll be the end of Babylon. He certainly looks like a Jew to me. And, and the Jews love to come in and act like Christians and lead Christians off into all sorts of heresies. They, they, they make a sport of doing that. Well, it's a good thing that this May 21st is just, uh, what, two weeks away? Uh, so we can he can be proved to be a fraud right then. Yeah, maybe it's the levees that they're going to blow on the 21st. They're claiming they're going to blow them today, but I didn't hear anything about it. But while he's dating yes. the, the um, creation of the world, world at 11,000 B.C., so he's a straight fraud because there's, there's no way you can come to that conclusion from the Bible. But we could argue over the chronology and the time of what when we think is the creation of Adam, but the Septuagint chronology is the best witness that we have, and, and we can't come to an 11,000 B.C. conclusion from any chronology, from any scriptural chronology. Well, he's just one of many Jews preaching today. I'm sure. It's a good business. I mean, he gets to get paid paid by the whole country, and he gets to control part of the flock. Well, the Jews can tally of the... I'm sorry, Bruce, you broke up. Well, I say if the Jews can control the tally of our, our uh, Europus race... Bruce, you're breaking up. Well, it amazes me that clowns like Harold Camping have such resilience that their books sell... But because that they, he shouldn't even have a, a voice. His um, do, Bill. It's right. It's, me. it's incredible. It's always amazed me that how quickly people. Well, you have one group of people forgets, and then the next group of people is, are are there to for them to pick up. Because most people will not investigate what the background of the individual is before they latch on to them. They say a few things on the radio, but they're too lazy to look at what they've done in the past. Hell, Lindsay is prime example. But, well, the only explanation for me is that these men have enough funding from, from um, nefarious sources. They're able to, to keep this going and, and advertise and attract innocent or, or relatively innocent people to their cause and support. But without the funding from nefarious sources, you're not going to be around long enough to be able to, to attract enough innocent, you know, relatively innocent people who, who are unsuspecting. Uh, of what you're really about, right? I really think so. I really think that they're they're um, satanically created rabbit holes. Well, I've been a member of a couple of churches in the uh, California Monterey area, and I'll tell you what, there's nothing bad that those those preachers could do anything in those churches, and the congregation would still would still follow them. That's they incredible. Could commit adultery, you know, their daughters could be pregnant at age ten. It didn't make any difference what went on in the church. People would still follow him. It was, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I saw stuff I just couldn't, absolutely couldn't believe where I ended up leaving church after church after church. Wasn't it Paul that said that our adversary, Satan, the false accuser, is as a breaking up again? Yes, yeah, you are. Yes, our adversary wanders around like a roving lion seeking who he may devour. And all he yeah, has he, left are, are fear balls now. Yeah, yeah. Fear balls. Fear well, well, that was 2,000 years ago. Today he's on television. He's on steroids. Well, conveniently enough, October 21st is when Ellen is closest to the Earth. Well, well right, but, yeah, you know, May 21st is going to come and go, and, and October 21st is going to come and go. And, and the only thing we're going to have is more of the same garbage that we have now, right? 
the economy might be a little worse. The, the dollar might be worth a little less, but we're just going to have more of this trash we have now. Yeah, it's hard to believe it can get worse, but I, I can't. I mean, I every time we had a new president, I kept thinking we were going to get a. It was a possibility of getting a better president, and it's just escalated. I mean, I, I wish the, for the days of Bush back in there now compared to this this crony's administration. I just can't wait till January 2013 so I can start making fun of all the date setters. <laughs> and you may not be on the radio anymore, though, the way things are going. <laughs> Take care, Warrior Priest. God bless. Oh, eighth days? Oh, no, eighth days not taking off. Oh, Warrior Priest has to go. He has to work in the morning early. He's on Eastern time, too. Okay, we got to have more than this. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a pretty short open forum program. We don't have somebody piping up here. Bruce evidently is having um, too many problems. Yeah, is he on one of those satellites also? No, I don't think so. I'm not, it depends. I don't think he's on the road. Right, Colton, I think that's what, that's what Hal Lindsey's going for, you know, to make enough predictions to finally be right. He's been wrong in about 18 different books or something like that. I don't know. It's crazy. People even still listen to him. Oh, I used to love his books. Wow. But it got old after the end of the world, 1970, then the end of the world, 1980, and then 1990 and 2000. So, so when did you learn? I'm just joking. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, these the Jehovah's Witnesses are the same thing. They hide all their old false pre uh, predictions that they made way, way back in the past. They never tell people about them. As soon as the date comes and goes, they sweep it all under the rug and start that they must have a backup date already. Uh, I mean, I don't know when the next one could be, but they must all have a backup date already, so so that they could start advertising it as soon as the date they have now comes and goes, and, and <laughs> that way they could keep people distracted. <laughs> but I'm persuaded Harold Camping is is a Jew. I might be wrong, but to, just to look at him, that that's um, he's pretty rough looking. He, he doesn't look like a an Anglo-Saxon to me. He looks like a he, he should be walking around a diamond district with a black satchel and a long black coat and one of those funny little hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's damned uh, ugly old boy. Bruce, you got your act together yet? I don't know. I don't know. This most sexual Bill Gates can... I guess you don't, because you're still cutting out. Good night, Ferlin. God bless. Well, it would be nice to hear from some other people here. Uh, I mean, what we... um. I thought about talking about this the other day, you know, regardless of what you might think you have to contribute. Well, we can't all be hands or eyes or toes, but if we're the body of Christ, we should have something to contribute that that's worthwhile. I can't keep doing open forums with um, two people wanting to talk and well, one of them cutting out all the time. <laughs> that don't work. How you doing, Cumry? Pretty good. I was going to talk about uh, being active. Yeah, sure. Um, we got to have a way to either have a shirts or something. I mean, because all of us either walk or move around. That's free advertising. Uh, ProThink did have a Cafe Express store up, but they took it down. Did they? Wow. I do not know why. I emailed them, and they said that they gave me some dumb excuse with something with uh, his products weren't available <laughs> and, and to check back later. And that was two days ago. Yeah, that sounds like an excuse. I, I don't know. Mike's on the road right now. It, it might be hard to get in touch with him, but he he Mike does some really good. He, he does good T-shirt designs sometimes. I I mean, some of them are really clever. So, 
Yeah, and it's it's not it's not that I it's, it's the main purpose is that everyone. I mean, if you go out and walk, you go out, you go to work, whatever. It's up to you to choose to wear it. I mean, I understand some people may be skimmish about it, but we're, we well, all tell me, I, we, I, that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, if I wore something like that around this this area, <laughs> I, I, it's like asking a Jew to punch me in the face. Or well, well, it could be something a little more subtle, right? Yeah, it could be definitely something more subtle. <laughs> maybe we could get Mike to come up with some more subtle designs, or maybe Bruce could work on that. But you're right. We we should we we should have. Um, but we need. I, I've been saying for a long time. I I haven't beat the drum in a while. Uh, I guess because my website's doing so well, but um. So I really don't think about it. Yet. You know, I move on to think about other things. But, you know, we do need good propaganda, and we should always be coming up, coming up with better propaganda because that's, you know, I mean, Hitler and, and Goebbels had that part of the battle right. People don't read long articles. that They just normally don't. And, and if what we could get people to sum something up in a picture... Skip Baker has the right idea, but Skip is trying to, um, he, he goes way overboard with it, right? He, he really does. He uses the same symbols over and over again and, and tries to tell the same story in a slightly different way. But he's putting books in, into his pictures, right? That, that's not good propaganda. It, it, they're, they're so busy it turns people off. And, and um, what, what we need is clear and simple messages, to, to try to get people across uh, across the people and try to get them to um, see something and want to go check it out. Yeah, and, and you got to cut out some of the nonsense that Skip puts in his stuff, like the Jerusalem USALM. You know, I, I, I you know, I, that's the Eli stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and Skip's trying to be—he's way too pedantic, you know, in his approach, and and it it, it really doesn't work. It's too busy. It, it's too much on on a picture. His heart's in the right place, but I, I think he if he kept yeah you know it's it's the old axiom keep it simple stupid it, it yeah you know that's probably four words of wisdom. But when it comes to things like that, there are times to be scholarly and involved in detail, and there are times to just keep it simple. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, um, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, well, I was just going to say propaganda has to has to broadcast a clear simple message in, in a striking manner with as few words as possible. How about Israelites or Aryans? Well, well, you'd have to qualify it. Maybe real Israelites or Aryans or something like that. Real Hebrews were Aryans. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things that could be done, but you, you need something catchy that's going to make want people going to, that's going to make people want to check it out. Well, you know that uh, you, you start off your program speaking about the uh, fact that Anglo-Saxons, Homo Europus, are us folks, those who are, that there's a reason, there's a reason for all of, all of our forefathers doing those things like Moses killing the Egyptian, Judah, race mixing, uh, Paul uh, killing Christians, uh, th there's a reason all of those things are in scripture, it's for our benefit, Paul says it, for our admonition, because he came for us who are sick. Uh, we have to realize our sickness, then Judaize, and come out of that, and then and then we can say that our former conversation and understand that whole thing in Ephesians. And I think that's what I sometimes I have it. Uh, it it's hard to say that we murdered all those Germans 
But when we come out of that, we can understand that our, our former our former way of living, that uh, that uh, former conversation by, of the adversary, important to understand all the aspects of how he came in the flesh for his his own race. Period. We have to get our act together, and if we don't, lose out on benefits that he will rewards that he promises. Definite reason why he mentions why our forefathers did those things was for our our encouragement, our admonition, for what reproof, instruction, training, and righteousness. So we could stop being a goddamn whore. Did I say that? Well, well I only caught about half of it, Bruce. Sorry. But we're going to have to just um, ask you not to talk tonight because it's not worth it when we only hear every other word or, or every other phrase. I don't know what's wrong. Are, are you on a satellite connection or something tonight? No, I have DSL. I don't know what's wrong with it. Yeah, maybe Satan's preventing. Well, well, everybody else's connection is fine, or, or uh, I would think maybe it was my server, but the server is, um, it, it's been up for 20 days, but, but it's run for 50, so. Mom, I'm, I'm checking my, I'm checking my garbage can for a, a rambler, Bill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what else uh, do we have tonight? We have to have something else tonight. Come on, it's only been an hour. It hasn't even quite been an hour. We're gonna have to, um, uh, I don't know, coerce people to um, bring something with them next week that they want to talk about. Write it down, you know, tie it to your computer. Because if we're gonna have these open forum programs, we have to have some, um, but we have to have discussion. I mean, that's why I have this. It, it's not for, it's not for my benefit, but it, it's so that people can bring these things out. And, and you're not, I mean, I know I have a. Um, a reputation for being harsh with people at times, but I'm really only harsh with people when they start inventing their own scripture. Other than that, I'm, I'm totally open to discussion. I just hate the scripture clowns like Joe Pennsylvania and Russell Walker that um, just make their own Bible up because the Bible we have doesn't suit them. That's just evil, and, and you're wasting everybody's time. Okay, on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for being here, everybody. and um, I'm sorry, Bob. I said it's a light night. Yeah, well, there's two dozen people here, and, and um, if nobody wants to talk, it's kind of hard to have an open forum program, right? Okay. Thanks, everybody. Praise Yahweh.